This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Imagine if it was Tiger Woods on top of the leaderboard after 36 holes. Holy cow, but what a story. So far, the PGA Championship, Phil Mickelson. I'm going to tell you this right now. There's a lot of golf to be played, and guys like Brooks Kepka and Rory McIlroy and others are out there. But I saw the wind blowing this afternoon at the PGA Championship, Keel Island. And I'm almost guaranteeing you that Phil Mickelson will be in the lead by the end of today. Still. Okay. Uh, not always the case. Afternoon usually more difficult, but that wind was whipping, man. It's going to be tough for those guys. He already has a two-shot lead. I mean, he might separate himself a little bit with the pack, not necessarily uh, the three-under, but maybe the pack. So something to watch, a storyline for sure at Keough Island and the PGA Championship. Uh, you can check out coverage all weekend long, by the way, on CBS 47. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh that event and, and um, golf and keep you updated on the leaderboard at the very least here on a Friday. Hope you're doing well, everybody. Brent Martin, Austin Lane, Coos. Coos, your birthday week ever going to end? I mean, do you, are you still celebrating it? Yeah, we're this weekend. You know, oh, birthday month, baby. Let's go. Yeah, well, like, you're yeah, a no, birthday diva. Mm. No, I'm not. I really hate it. It's, it's not my thing, but it, the second I stop, because Nicole's birthday is next month, it turns into Nicole's birthday month, so I'd rather just keep it on me than have to. You kind of you have the advantage, though. I mean, you really have the home field advantage because since your birthday is first, she gives you the gift. You get a good gauge of where she's at, and then you can counter with your gift. Yeah, that was this. The, yes. Yeah. She did good this year, though. So yeah, now for I sure. have to do good. No, that's exactly where I'm at because my yeah. birthday's in November. My wife's birthday's in December. By Christmas, she gives me the gift. I counter with my gift. We're all good to go. It's good to on. see that. It's good to see the first gift out there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, That's you, why I never get anything. Exactly. <laughs> birthdays first. <laughs> I'll probably get a green egg again. Like literally a green egg. Oh no! That I've had for the last gross. three years. You got a green but egg? But now, yeah, well, I have. They paint an egg green and give it to me and say, "Go get the green egg." Ah, I think it's so. been for Father's Day, for Christmas, and for my birthday the last couple of years. And you haven't got it. Haven't gotten it. Yeah. Uh, they just gave me the egg. They didn't give me the money. Yeah. And now I got an air fryer cooking my steaks. There you go. So man. why am I gonna go spend money on a green egg? I heard green eggs is the real deal. That's though. what they say. Ceramic, my, man. My uncle has one. Yeah. What would you say? Who is the real oh, deal? Oh yeah. 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 It makes everything did, easy, like I, smoking I, and stuff. I don't know if it was if it was the turkey or lamb for Thanksgiving that they put in the green egg, but either way, I remember being like, "Wow, yeah. this is amazing." You know what I want to do? Lamb's good. Oh, you know lamb's what good. Do? What do you got? I want to get it. I want to get a steak uh-huh. cooked in the air fryer. Okay. And a steak cooked on the green egg. Okay. And then do a and blind taste test. And I want to do a blind test. taste test. Okay. And like see that. if it's worth $1,400 more. Do you, uh, what is this green egg? Is that big on steaks, though? I thought it's like for smoking stuff. Well, it's more smoking, yeah. but I think you can do sad I mean, well, you, you, can, can, you can definitely but, smoke a but steak, you're right, but it's like, like ribs, ribs and, and chicken and all that stuff. And yeah. Longer stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. Uh, can, you, can you smoke a steak? I mean, you can. I get it, but like. What does that taste Listen, like? Listen, I'm not Chef Boyardee over here, right? Chef freaking hey, news. By the way, that's not a compliment, steak. sir, that's if you're Chef Boyardee. <laughs> what are you making? Has someone said yeah. that to you before? <laughs> yeah. If someone calls you Chef Boyardee, not a compliment, ladies and gentlemen. They call well, you, then I am. Okay, they call there you, you go. like Chef Ramsey. That's, oh, yeah, yeah man. Chef Bobby Flay. Yeah. Yeah. Guy Fieri. Or yeah. how do you say his last name? Fieri? Guy, Guy Fieri. Fieri. Fatty. Yeah. Fieri. But it's fairy, so just, you know, stick with it. Fieri. Yeah. Fatty. Fatty. I don't, no, I didn't say fatty. I said fatty. 
Fetty Wap. Guy Fetty Wap. I was going to ask go. you guys something. Now I forget. Nah, no, I don't know. Birthday week. Mm-hmm. Your birthday is not a big deal? No, because do you know what my birthday is? No. Yeah. No, because I, hadn't, I never announced it, yeah, so you I don't do. know. I wish you happy birthday before because oh, it shows yeah, up yeah, on you, Facebook. You do. Oh, the, the whole Facebook. So the reason we yeah. know anybody's birthday. Yeah, if, if it wasn't for Facebook, I, uh, nobody would know what my like birthday is. August. Mine? No, yeah. you just said it was in December. Oh. No, it, it's in, no my wife's is in December. Oh, Mine's in November. Yeah. November. Oh, yeah. I was close. Were you, though? Yeah, I was close. <laughs> were you, though? <laughs> yeah, you were. Seasons are changing, man. <laughs> I, was, I was close there's a, like... There's like, a couple Zodiac no, no, no. signs between those, you I know? was close like Nick Foles and I were neighbors, you know? Yeah. Like we were, we lived in Ponte Vedra. <laughs> I'm on the calendar. Yeah, like you're yeah. on the calendar. You're in the ballpark. Uh, Tim Tebow, uh, jersey sales through the roof. Yeah. Shocker. Yeah. What happens when he changes his number? That's what I said. Yeah. I have no idea. People but he was initially 85, so it's still a keepsake. Okay. You think if he makes, and once again, giant if, but do you think if Tim Tebow makes the team, he's going to keep 85 now that the single-digit numbers are available? Come on. Come on. Or I'm not even, but I guess he could go 15. Well, who's 15? A Gardner Minshew. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, tra- but trades. <laughs> Trades. That's right. Garner Minshew is 15. Yeah. You know, I I did ask this yesterday. Trevor Lawrence, Garner Minshew. Mm-hmm. Let's shove C.J. Beathard aside a little bit here for a moment for this. He's getting paid like he should be in that list, though. I know. Okay. Emergency quarterback Tim Tebow. Sure. <laughs> I like, or, like gadget guy Tim Tebow. Has there ever been a more marketable Oof. backfield in the history of the game? Oof. I mean, seriously. Ever in the history of the game have we seen a more marketable trio of players? There's no way. That can throw a football. Let's just say that. There's no. Absolutely not. No, I mean that's that's the trifecta right there. That's the that's the holy trinity of of, of endorsement deals right there. It really is. I mean mm-hmm. now, I'm not saying like Minshew right now feels like that was yesterday. It just seems like yesterday we were like, if you pick him for fantasy football, you get a free case of Bud Light or whatever that was. Yeah. And now here we are. If you're, yeah, if you're a company, you have to want to do a commercial with Tebow, Trevor, and Gardner Mitchell. I don't know what it would be, but there have to be something in there. That'd be expensive, get. It would be expensive, but <laughs> be but pricey, like, especially but Trevor like, now. Like, I mean, I don't know what goes on throughout the season, but imagine like a Super Bowl halftime show commercial. Yeah. That's all three of them doing something. It would have to be. Some kind of like either Doritos or something with like new flavors, and or, like each flavor could oh, represent yeah. one of or the players. Or like a, a glasses one, right? Where they put the glasses on one, they're like, "How's this looking?" It's like Minshew, and then they put oh, on yeah, another yeah, one. You can do that too. You can do that too. I don't think these glasses work. You can do that. <laughs> <laughs> different, but you can do that too. Yeah. I I don't know. Or you do do a subway commercial like, like the Watt Brothers. Uh, yeah, you could do yeah. something like that. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking like State Farm pays big bucks. Yeah, they have right? Drake. Yeah, well, they have Drake, but they don't. Isn't is oh, Aaron yeah. Rodgers? Yeah, they have Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. But yeah, Drake. Drake's the most expensive one there. Probably. Gotta be. Yeah. Oh, easily. Gotta be. But, but just even just, take, just even from a yeah. sports perspective, Aaron oh. Mahomes, at, Aaron Mahomes, Aaron yeah. Rodgers, and Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. That's about as big time as it gets in the NFL. That's gonna be expensive. I mean, of course. If you had Brady in there, I guess yeah, that would be the trio. Yeah. I mean, if Tom Brady, if Cam Newton had joined the Patriots before Tom Brady left, that would be pretty marketable from a QB room standpoint. 
It would. Again, yeah, I'm I'm stretching this in the context mm-hmm. because Tebow is not a quarterback mm-hmm. for the Jags. But even just from a plain marketing standpoint, like when Troy Aikman and and well, actually, I wouldn't even put. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Troy Aikman probably was it. Troy Aikman, Emmett Smith, and Michael Irvin. But they also had like Deion Sanders. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, so like Deion was bigger than maybe all of them. Mm-hmm. In, in that regard, you got to throw the quarterback in there, and maybe I'd throw Irvin in there over Emmett Smith. I don't know, maybe Emmett over Irvin. Yeah. That's a hard one to figure. From a, I'm talking marketing. Sure. I mean, that's what we're talking about here. Trevor is signing endorsement after endorsement. Is he, he's big in that world? Mm-hmm. Minshew was, mm-hmm. and probably still can be. And then Tebow is Tebow. Kudos hit me with it. You got to do so. It can. What's the uh, company that that Trevor did endorsement for Bitcoin? What was that called? Uh, it was, it was like, a wallet, it was a right? Blockfolio or Bo- something Block like Fol- that. So Blockfolio does it, and then they talk like they're getting in on Tebow coin and Minshew coin okay, okay. and Trevor coin, and that's how you get them in there, and and maybe even work in an NFT joke at some point. Okay, I'm not mad at that. I don't know if I just spelled marketable right. That's all right. I'm really trying to think about this now because that's all I care about is marketing free I mean, ideas that I'll get sports, compensated like, for. Like, is Anthony Davis, LeBron, and Schroeder or Caruso? No. Yeah, but w- when it was Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, and LeBron James, cha-ching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bosh was interesting there. I always thought Bosh was overplayed. Oh. I did. Yeah. I just thought he was overplayed I mean, in that trio. You know, yeah, he wasn't even I mean, on the same was, level. He, but. He, he was he was the George Harrison so, of the group. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I We're, mean, but would you say the same about or, like I guess Ringo Love, Star. Love, Kyrie, and LeBron? I mean, Love was huge when he, he was, first went over to the Cavs. I, see, I would probably yeah. put Chris Bosh over I just don't know if Love. Kyrie was as big as he is now. You know what I mean? I think Kyrie was still in the early stages there. Oh, yeah. yeah. So he hadn't become yeah. like a marketable household name. True. But the NBA is pretty close to that. The, I mean, again, globally, people don't. I'm not just talking the states. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't know. I don't even know if like soccer is like that across the globe where you'd have three stars. I mean, I know Messi and all the and Ronaldo, like those guys. Barcelona back in the day had would have was multiple stars. They had Zlatan. They had um, Lionel Messi. I think. Yeah, I forgot who the other dude was on the front three. Look at me talking soccer right now. That's pretty good. That's because I, I played the, the the soccer game growing up, the the, the, the video, video game. Because Barcelona was like the cheat code. Okay. <laughs> it, it was like taking you know it was taking like Bo Jackson's team in Techno Bowl. Oh, let's take the NFL seriously. Mm-hmm. Let's go uh, real quick if we're going through. Take the biggest names like Brady and who? Brady and Gronk still on Tampa? Like Brady and who on Tampa? Give me two um, other guys that are most oh, marketable uh, guys. Mike yeah, Evans Gronk is good. Sure. Doesn't mean he's marketable. Yeah, Gronk for sure. And I mean, yes, yeah, taking the offensive side of the ball more than likely. So yeah, I would probably say Mike Evans or probably. Chris Godwin. Probably Mike Evans. Yeah. yeah, but again, good player. I'm not sure anybody's well, calling Mike for Evans trying to fight somebody on the sidelines zone in the Superdome. So it's hard to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Antonio Brown's actually a better fit in that regard still. But is he a but he's super so polarizing? But yeah, yeah. And actually, he's I don't think people are going to give really him in the a lot of endorsements, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Would you say Fournette? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Playoff Lenny? Yeah, I don't think so. No. Uh, give me another. Like, so Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers by himself. The Chiefs. Okay, Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Kelsey Tyreek Hill, and Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. Now, endorsement wise, they still I don't know if are touching Tyreek Hill very much. No, probably not. Could you throw a coach into the mix? Andy Reid, there like you that? go. That's Andy not a Reed. bad call. Andy, Andy Reid. Like, he but, saw Bill Belichick doing Super Bowl. Oh, he wasn't doing Super Bowl commercials, but Subway commercials. That's like, pretty good. Andy back Reed to too. that, it would have been Gronk, Brady, and Belichick. And right? That's good. That's yeah. good. That's a good call. Yeah. But 
But you're, I'm telling you, like we're talking about some of the biggest names in sports, mm-hmm. and it's hard to come up with that third wheel. Well, mm-hmm. but right? then if you add that, then you add Urban Meyer for the Jays, so then you have four. Well, to be honest with you, Urban would probably trump – in this right. category would trump Minshew. Yeah. Sure. Right. It'd be Trevor, Urban, and you're right. If you threw the coach exactly, in there. Yeah. I mean, they're just – that's my point. I don't know what I'm getting at here other than to just show you that – Yeah, I mean, this is the most – this is the most – I don't know if it even matters. It's the shield. It's the NFL. Like, I don't know if being marketable even matters for the Jaguars. Like, I think I think Urban's really embraced it, you okay. know, and yeah. I think shot. I think it means something to him. I think there is this, hey, if more people, the more people I know who we are, the more people believe, you know, in us, the more people might buy a jersey someday. You know, we're not number one small town uh, market. We're not irrelevant. Um, winning will come along with that. You have to be cool and win. Mm-hmm. And some people, because they've lost so much, I, I might, I would imagine if I'm in middle of nowhere, Indiana, or, uh, you know, somewhere in New England, I'm like laughing at the Tebow thing. This is like a gimmick. This is this. But the bottom line is, from a marketing standpoint, if you just, if you go talk to a marketing guru, mm-hmm. the Jags are a pot of gold right now. <laughs> I mean, they are gold. Where does Kyler Murray, JJ Watt, and Hopkins Hopkins fit. Tremendous. Uh, I would almost say, is Fitzgerald still there, or did he hang him up? What I think he's do? still, I think he's got another year still. I don't think he retired. Again, like Hopkins to me Maybe isn't did. marketable that much, though. No? Like, like, Watt is huge, you're right. That's I mean, I don't call. know, man. That, Kyle Amore is huge, but I don't know. That, that Hail Mary catch? Well, listen, I... Because okay, keep in mind, that catch... Think about what Odell Beckham Jr. did. I'm looking at a list right now from 2020, top 10 most marketable players. 2020, Odell Beckham Jr. was number three. Okay. Think about what well, put Odell Beckham Jr. Baker was number four. So I don't know what Odell Beckham Jr. is doing over Baker Mayfield, whatever the case. But think about what put Odell Beckham Jr. on the map. It was one catch on Monday Night Football. Yeah, yeah. If he doesn't have that catch, like, yeah, he's still probably a big-time name, but he's not that big. Like, oh, no that doubt. one catch. That was ten times. It was that, a multiplier. That one play. Put Odell Beckham Jr. on the map. Now, Hopkins has built up a resume. He's built up the, the criteria. But that Hail Mary catch where he essentially beat out three or three defensive uh, backs, that kind of put him on a map at a new echelon, I feel yeah. like. Who would be the third uh, potentially on um, Browns? Because they'd be, two it'd, it'd, be Miles, it'd be Miles Garrett, but the whole helmet thing still. Because yeah. Miles Garrett's like he's popular around like MMA circles and stuff. Oh, is he? Yeah, because whenever there's a UFC fight by Cleveland, they always show him like, hey, Miles Garrett in the crowd. Yeah, um, you know, yeah, they have some candidates in Cleveland. That's pretty mm-hmm. ironic, really. That that <laughs> yeah, that's like that's one of them. Yeah, uh, their coach doesn't hold that. Stefanski's a meh, name. I got uh, one more coach, for you. Meh, name. That comes to the top of my head. Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, good. Pete Carroll. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Uh-huh. I was gonna go. How about this? I'll give you. Give me one. You ready? I like this. This, this might this, be this a, a fun really, game. Yeah, this is a fun game. Uh, especially when you add the coach. The coach really separates some. I'm yep. telling you, if you just do the players, the Jags might be at the top of the heap. Yes. <laughs> I mean, they really might. Yes. Again, I'm not talking about who's going to the Hall of Fame. You have to remember the context I'm putting this in. Mm-hmm. I'm putting like Tim Tebow signed with the Jags yesterday, and he's got the top selling jersey. In every size, male, female, color, whatever, right now, like, boom, instantaneously. Trevor Lawrence signs with the Jags, and he's got more endorsements than Zach Wilson, who's signed with the Jets and every other rookie quarterback. Sure. And Gardner Minshew, if he gets a haircut, it's almost (laughs) on SportsCenter, right? I mean, so it's like these, 
that's marketing. That's not necessarily, hey, they're going to Canton, Ohio. But it's not marketing. Yeah, it's marketing in a different aspect. It's a different way. And I know us as sports fans are like, yeah, whatever, man. He doesn't. He, he's going to catch one pass. So you're not even going to make the That's not what I'm getting at here, folks. Mm-hmm. Get that out of your mind, okay? It's, it's a different conversation. Uh, but I'll give you one that would rival it if you include the coach. This would okay. be a good one. Okay. Donald Ramsey McVeigh. See, I, uh, but Donald, I get Aaron Donald and he's got commercials, but he's not like, he's a quiet dude. He is kind of quiet dude. It's almost yeah. like he's got like this ultra respect, like internally, but yeah. not externally. He's not like a household name. Correct. As I'm saying. I, that. And he should be like, I think JJ Watt's more popular than Aaron Donald, which yeah, is I think crazy right. because Aaron Donald is That's by far fair. the better player. I thought I had it, but you're probably no, right uh, about that. But it's not a bad I see the, the Sean McVay factor, too. But I feel like Donald still is kind of everywhere, but maybe that's just the world we're living in. Yeah. You know, Stafford now, too. Could he fit in that category? But Stafford's not transcending Mm-mm. the sport. Um, is there a baseball team? I don't team? even know if Ramsey transcends the sport, but he's very, like, if you're talking about headlines and everywhere, mm-hmm. those guys are there. McVay and Ramsey, and uh, you're talking about the very marketable and, and in an L.A. market. Yeah. You know, what do you say, Coos? Would there be a baseball team that would fit that? I just don't. I, baseball's yeah. so bad at this that I. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you have two of the, you have, you have two the two best players in Major League Baseball right now on the same team, and Mike Trout and, Sh- and Shohei Otani, yeah. and they're in like last place. <laughs> I mean, they're probably the two best baseball players in the league. Yep. And they're in last place. Yep. <laughs> and of course, well, it doesn't help that Trout's on the shelf, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> it's so uh, wild. So anyway, the reality is. Tim Tebow, uh, his jersey selling again. I talked to our buddy uh, Martin Buckley from oh, yeah, Palm Beach yeah. Autographs. For sure. And uh, he said that people are calling him left and right about when's the signing. Like, when's well, the Jags signing? So, when's the si- when are you going to sign Jags memorabilia yeah. stuff? I mean, it's it's just... Well, I wonder if you're Martin Buckley, goes. do you go to Tim Tebow and say, hey, let's send these 85 jerseys? Or do you wait until, if he makes the team, he's changed his numbers? Right, because I, I feel like if you invest too many in the 85 and he decides to change, which he very well could, well, now you're out the 85 jerseys, right? Uh, or how does that work? Does he, get com- he doesn't get compensated. No, I don't know how that yeah. works. We'll have him on. Uh, yeah. talk about it a little bit. Um, but, you know, Tebow stuff is always sold pretty well anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, even, like, going back, it's 10 years since he more, more since he played for the Gators, and that will still sell. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's where you'll get a bump for that stuff right sure. now. You know, like, some players get a bump. Like when you retire, mm-hmm. uh, like Michael Jordan got a bump on his stuff, Last Dance. Yeah. Like Derek Jeter will get a big bump um, when that this next documentary comes out about him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just interesting time. Well, the Florida Gators stuff will get a bump on Tebow, the Denver stuff, the whatever stuff, just based off this. It's a wild thing, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just stock is going up because the name is in the news. And it hadn't even made a play. Yeah. <laughs> it hasn't even run a point. <laughs> it's a it's a wild thing, a uh, really wild thing. Hey, let's give away uh, one more set of tickets this week to 311 coming uh, in September to Daly's Place. If you want to be a winner, tickets just went on sale this morning. And so uh, we've got a pair of tickets for you to win. Be a winner going into the weekend, 904-362-9901. Never did get to caller 311, but we'll stick with caller number three one more time <laughs> instead and give Coos an easy day since it's his birthday week, not his birthday a few days ago. Birthday month, baby. Uh, 904-362-9901 is the number. Caller number three, tickets to 311 coming in September to Daly's Place. Check it out, and tickets are on sale now as well. 
We'll be right back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Did have a thought. I, Mike Tannenbaum thought, uh, brought up this point today that Trevor Lawrence and his camp might have a problem with Tim Tebow being on the Jags. I say, are we really this soft in sports? But I want your view on it when we come back on ESPN 690. Austin Lane. The beer that made Milwaukee famous. Giannis Antetokounmpo, big sign, the deer that made Milwaukee famous. Brent Martineau. I can buy that. Yeah, okay. It's all, it's all I'm throwing out there. I can definitely buy that. Hashtag and trademark. So if somebody tries to steal it, I'm suing you. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. I am sure that Trevor Lawrence's agents have called Jacksonville and said, what are you doing? You are taking away from the development of the most important person in the franchise, Trevor Lawrence. And you know how I know that, Karini? I got the same call nine years ago <laughs> when we traded for Tim Tebow. And Mark Sanchez's agent, rightfully so, by the way, said, what are you doing? And here's a, a very realistic scenario, which is what happens if at the one-yard line, Tim Tebow scores on a quarterback sneak, and then on the next drive, Trevor Lawrence throws a pick six. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be great, but he's a rookie quarterback. There is going to be a learning curve. You do not want a quarterback controversy. I don't expect one. Given the popularity of Tim Tebow, if he has any success and Trevor Lawrence has any sort of stumbles, which he will have, Jacksonville is putting them in a position unnecessarily to bring tension to that position where this should be about Trevor Lawrence's development. So I am sure there has been some calls from Trevor Lawrence and his agent expressing their concern and disappointment. That's Mike Tannenbaum, who I like. He has some really good points, and he mm-hmm. takes you behind the scenes in from a GM role, right? I mean, he obviously did it for a while. He was in, involved in front offices. So um, I, I'm not, I don't dismiss what he says at all. In fact, there was a part in there that was very interesting when he said, why do I say this? Because we got the calls yeah. nine years ago. Well, when you got the calls about Mark Sanchez and – Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow was playing quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, he had come off a, a year like the Tim Tebow mania had been had been kind of dampened a bit, but not squashed, mm-hmm. right? And especially at the QB position. I mean, from what he did in Denver to what he did in college to all of it. And so, like, we we couldn't fully dispel what Tim Tebow the quarterback was when he was playing for the New York Jets. And by the way. The Jags would have dealt with a lot of that too. You would have dealt with a lot of that too. Correct. In in your two and fourteen season with Mike Malarkey, if they had brought him on, even if they didn't plan on playing him at quarterback, would have dealt with that. So that was interesting. Oh, it's interesting. I, I just don't I don't buy what he says here though. Like I what the hell does Trevor Lawrence have to worry about with Tim Tebow if he runs a touchdown in and then Trevor Lawrence throws an interception? I don't know, folks. I don't I don't buy it. I don't think Trevor Lawrence's people care. I don't think Trevor Lawrence cares. And I don't think there's any remote possibility of anything happening. Will we have a fan or two say, T-Ball, put him in at quarterback? Yeah, yeah, because that's what fans do and that's what people do. But it's not going to disrupt anything, uh, especially Trevor Lawrence. This guy is the most confident quarterback it feels like on the planet. He knows what he can do. Look what he's done. I I think this part's silly, man. I think this is, again, I kind of go ahead and said yesterday, I think Tebow's in your heads, folks. 
Tebow the store, not Tebow himself, but the Tebow the thing is in people's heads. I I don't think. Do you think Trevor Lawrence cares about this that much? Do you think his people called the Jags and said, what are you doing? No, absolutely not. But I do think, and I've been very adamant about this, I do think if Tim Tebow comes to take Trevor Lawrence off the field, then you might have an issue. And and I think you, you should have an issue if you're Trevor Lawrence. Now, um, who knows? Maybe Trevor Lawrence is like, ah, you know, let's go out there and win the game. By any means cost, that's fine. But when you're the biggest touted draft signing at the quarterback position since Andrew Luck, you know, when you're, you're coming with all these rave reviews, and once again, this is if Tim Tebow even makes the team, which in my opinion, the odds, the deck, everything is stacked against him. Me too, by the way. So if he overcomes all those odds and he does make the team and it is week one and you're playing the Houston Texans and I see Trevor Lawrence come out of the game, then yeah, there might be some frustration there. And you know what? I, I would I would actually encourage Trevor Lawrence to be frustrated if yeah. that happens. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because this and isn't, you said that you've been very yes. consistent about that. And, and it's not a Drew Brees situation where it's like, all right, well, you know, th- they need a spark. Trevor Lawrence isn't a spark. Trevor Lawrence is, is a bonfire, man. Like, you, you lucked into getting him. Now keep him on the field. So that's what I can see happening if anything is going to happen in that yeah. locker room. Now, assume that's not going to happen. Um, there's There's no way Trevor Lawrence cares about this. Okay, because let's assume once again, and I'm saying this with a caveat, odds stacked against him, Dak stacked against him, Tim Tebow makes the team. Okay, when they go out there week one against Houston, regardless of what happens in the game, who's the first person besides Urban Meyer they're going to talk to? It's going to be Trevor Lawrence yes. because you're the quarterback of the Jacksonville yeah. Jaguars, not Tim Tebow. Okay, so when you're the quarterback, that comes with responsibility. It comes with leadership. It comes with a lot of things. So, no, I don't think Trevor Lawrence is worried about Tim Tebow, quote-unquote, stealing his shine or something like that. Like No, Trevor Lawrence understands the gig. He's been doing this for a while. Urban Meyer gets it. I think a lot of those guys in the locker room get it as well. Folks, be smart about this a little bit. I understand we get caught up in narratives and everything else. I understand there's, like, that one tweet going around that somebody on, like, Big Cat Country shared a message and said, I can't believe we're taking Trevor Lawrence or whatever, and Tebow's going to be the quarterback. We all know that person is out of their mind. Just let's use our brains, okay? People around here in Jacksonville, they're excited in Jacksonville for two very simple reasons. The prospects of what Urban Meyer can do with this football team and the idea that Trevor Lawrence, the quarterback that we've been waiting for potentially for the existence of this franchise, now is here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, you could be the biggest Tim Tebow fan, and you know that. That's why you're excited. And sure, you can still be excited that Tebow might go catch a pass or might run on special teams or even make the team and believe that he might make the team. But even you, the diehard Tebow fan, is not thinking, oh, I can't wait till he gives Trevor a run for his money at the quarterback position. No. I, I give you more credit than that big Tebow fan. Like, you're not doing that. I'm so not doing that. So this this we got to use our heads a little bit on this one. And I think Tannenbaum is so far off. <laughs> like, And I like Tannenbaum. And, but he's got to remember, dude, this isn't nine years ago. This is a totally different circumstance than nine or ten years ago, mm-hmm. both in Jacksonville and both with, and with Tim Tebow. Like, mm-hmm. we're talking about a totally different situation. It's, it's not apples to apples at all. So I was stunned by the comment. Like, I, I appreciated the middle part of what he said because it showed some – uh, perspective on it, like yeah. how big the Tebow thing was. And I understand how big the Tebow is, but so is Trevor Lawrence. 
So is Trevor Lawrence. And in Jacksonville, he's really a bigger deal on the field and performance wise and all that stuff. Like right now, mm-hmm. like I, I I believe that. I, I don't think I'm well. Tebow, too naive Tebow on that. has all the headlines right now. Yeah, absolutely. Over Trevor but yeah. but I think even Tebow lover will say, "Man, I can't wait to watch Trevor Lawrence play." I can't wait to watch Trevor Whoa, Lawrence play. Yeah. Right? Jags fan that's even Tebow lover wants to see Trevor Lawrence play, perform all the rest. I don't think that person, again, I'm not saying there's not one or two of I'm talking about most people, right, uh, that I don't think they're saying, well, man, he's got a he's got a spot in that locker room potentially now. Wait until you see him come take that job of the quarterback. No, <laughs> it's, people it's, aren't doing that. No, no, I mean, that's that's. Uh... I'm sure there's one or two people out there that think that, but come on. Yeah. Especially, I mean, if you want to, you know, Tebow's having a, a, a high-selling jersey number in 85. Well, then why would you buy the 85 jersey? Because he's not going to rock 85 of the quarterback position. So you just wasted your money if, if that's what you think anyways. So I, that's not going to happen. To go back, uh, just to, if you missed it, if you're just jumping in, Tannenbaum, Mike Tannenbaum, uh, used to be in front office, said on ESPN this morning, that don't be surprised if, if Trevor Lawrence's camp is not excited about this, not happy about this, like called the Jaguars about this. I got to be honest with you, I'd be stunned if the camp called the Jaguars about this. Like Trevor Lawrence does not care. I actually think there's an ex- – I think Trevor Lawrence, and I don't even know him well enough, but I think Trevor Lawrence is so confident in his abilities and knows who he is and understands what's going on here mm-hmm. and, and is so in tune with kind of what's going on anyway. I think he proved that last year before he played his last season at Clemson, yeah. right? With the social issues. Okay, he's so he's he's not oblivious. He doesn't have his blinders on. He knows what Tebow has been and is and understands it. And heck, he he firsthand had to deal with that stuff in Cartersville and in Clemson. Mm-hmm. Like he's lived that life before and kind of still does live that life. I think there might even be an inkling part of of. Trevor Lawrence said he's kind of looking forward to a preseason game where he could throw him a touchdown and see the place erupt. Yeah. Like, seriously, like, have some fun with it. Mm-hmm. And and I also say this. I think there's so much buy-in on Urban right now that Urban probably could phrase it to him that way and be like, hey, man, it's going to be fun. Even if we just do it one time, you'll be the guy that throws the pass to Tebow and the place goes nuts and everybody talks about it for, like, 25 years, even if Tebow doesn't make the roster. Yeah. I think I can but see you think Trevor, Trevor Lawrence, Lawrence cares about that. I don't, I don't think, think he cares. I, don't, I, don't, I think he would rather not care about it. I, I do too, but I, don't, I just don't think it bothers him either way. Like, I don't okay. think he's going home to his wife using his toaster and mm-hmm. complaining about Tebow on the roster. I don't. I don't think so. No, I, I agree. But I also don't think he's going out of his way to be like, well, I hope, you know, if we throw Tebow those touchdowns, it's going to be crazy for, like, we're going to make a moment that's going to last forever. I just think Trevor yeah, yeah, Lawrence I, wants I'm to win. probably being a little yeah. overdramatic. I, I just think he wants to win. Yeah, yeah. I do, too. I, yeah. I also don't think Trevor, in the big grand scheme of things, cares about preseason game number one. <laughs> you know, True. other yeah. than getting his work in. I'm saying he doesn't care about Brent trying to make a moment in preseason oh, no, game sure. number one. Yeah, sure. like, I get that. Yeah. But I, I just... Listen, I'll be the most I'll, – I'll eat crow on this one. If you find out or Ian Rappaport finds out or Adam Schefter finds out or you name it finds out that Trevor Lawrence's camp called the Jaguars because they signed Tebow, I'd be floored. Absolutely yeah. stunned. Yeah. No, like I said, though, if Tim Tebow comes and takes Trevor Lawrence out of the game, then yeah. I bet that would happen. You will have a problem with that, too. I do. Yeah. And I, I, and I bet Trevor Lawrence would as well. But here's the other blasphemous part of that is does that real let's just I know you don't want it to happen, okay? So just come with me here for a second. Let's just say it happened on one play. 
Is that really slowing the development of Trevor Lawrence? No, but but it's saying that we don't trust you to make a play. I get it. I get it. I, I, I'm just asking you the one simple thing. Is it, That's what it was is putting it the words. Tannenbaum saying sl- basically it slows the development. No. Come on. Trevor Lawrence coming out for one play does not slow his development down. Trevor Lawrence coming out of the game for one play and Tim Tebow going in sends the message that, hey, we have something special here that you obviously can't do, so we're going to trust Tim Tebow here over you, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. That, to me, sends a bad message. Yeah, and I agree. I don't even know if it would say that, Austin. I think the message that I don't like about it is we're willing to do this fun thing, gimmicky kind of thing for the crowd, for the fans, for the everything, for the moment, than we are to keep you in the football game right now, even though we spent the number one pick on you and you're our future for the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, That's what I would be more – if I was – Trevor's camp, it would say that to me more. It's like, are and we trying to win football games here? Or are we trying to sell tickets and marketing and and get on Sports Center and have everybody talking to us for for Tim? You know, yeah. Like I, I would I would make the claim that would be uh, more the downside of doing something like and, that. And, and that's the one thing that kind of I guess rubs me the wrong way a little bit about the situation. That's something that I've alluded to a lot. I can't. And once again, injuries happen all the time. So who knows what's going to happen with with the Jaguars here? But pending that all these tight ends stay healthy, I think it's next to impossible for Tim Tebow to make the the team as a tight end or and even as an H back. All right, so you're gonna put him as an H back, a guy who hasn't really played that position before. You're gonna trust him blocking a middle linebacker streaming down 100 miles per hour, and you you trust that on, on the goal line over somebody who has who has probably more experience than Tim Tebow. I don't know. M- maybe Tebow will prove me wrong there. I'm not sure. I I find it hard to fathom. Yeah. But maybe he can do that. Maybe he was built for the H-back position. But if you look at what they have right now and who they drafted, obviously, with um, uh, Farrell, right, at Ohio State, yeah, yeah. Um, I find it very hard for Tim Tebow to make this team. Yeah, Not Farrell and Manhurts. And, and, and you had Gus O'Shaughnessy. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's hard for him to make the team as a tight end. I think it's also hard for him just to make the team as an H-back because – I think there would be better options out there, just my opinion. Yeah. So if we put those two narratives and the, those two criteria things into the mix, well, then theoretically, how does Tim Tebow yeah, make this team? Fit? Set aside from injuries. Well, then that's where the whole gadget thing comes into well, play. Well, not only gadget, but also special. He can do three, four different things. Can those guys do three or four but different things? Potentially. I, I think Again, so. you got to prove that you can do those other things well sure. or adequately. What has what Tim Tebow done on special team? He's been the personal protector. What else yeah, is he? I, I okay, don't know. Whatever. I'm just asking. Okay. I'm, I'm a, is that another area to use it? Like, yeah, if you're asking how does he make the team, I think he has the ability to he, – he, he has proven that he can play special teams, play tight end, play H-back, you know, do all these different things all wrapped up into one yeah. rather than beat out a guy just playing tight end. Mm-hmm. I, I guess the point. Let's yeah. get Chris in real quick uh, before we go to break. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Happy Friday, man. Hey, happy Friday to you, uh, Mr. 698 Train Lane, Mr. Risk for the Biscuit. What's going on, guys? What up, man? How we doing? Good, man. I am uh, had to call in. I'm sitting here listening to you guys. And I tell you one thing I'm kind of frustrated about sometimes with the national media is they, they want to paint. You know, the Jack, a majority of us is like, we're going to go Tebow crazy and forget about how much of a star we have in Trevor Lawrence. You know, I just think it's absolutely ridiculous. And, uh, you know, as far as lining up Tebow ever, you know, I don't, I don't have a problem with him trying to make the team as a tight end. And I'm sitting here thinking about all the possibilities, just like you guys are too. But I don't ever want to see, you know, and this is coming from a Gator fan. I don't want to see him throwing passes, even in trick plays. And, you know, I'd rather see Visca coming in, you know, Chanel as a, in a wildcat before I see Chibo 
you know, we got the ball all the way down there to the five-yard line mm. without, you know, Tebow. And then you put Tebow in to score the touchdown. You know, that's cool and great for the moment. But like you said, I feel like that's good. You know, it's, this isn't a puppet show. This isn't, you know, we're here because we have our franchise quarterback. We got ETN. We have Miles Jack. We have, you know, all these players. And it's just, you know, that's the concerning part for me. And I get, you know, real frustrated with them always trying to tell us how we feel as fans. And then even Stephen A. Sometimes oh, wait, I could care less about the Jaguars. It's just always trying to down talk us as a franchise. And I'm ready to go out there. You know, I'm ready for these guys to go out there like, like A-Train did and, and, you know, and earn our respect back as a franchise. Chris, appreciate it, man. Thanks for the call. Have a good weekend. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. I think fans do feel that way. I think that's why some of them don't like it. Deep down, I think that's why some of them don't like the Tebow thing. Is because they know there's more heat coming sure. and more like disrespect coming. And Jags fans have been disrespected really for a long, long time. Listen, Chris, right now we're finding ourselves in the dog days of sports media. Okay, like obviously teams aren't really on the field yet. You're going through rookie mini camps and people need things to talk about, right? And obviously Tim Tebow right now is the hot button issue. We'll see what happens with Aaron Rodgers, we'll see what happens with Deshaun Watson. But what I'm gonna my point that I'm trying to convey is once training camp starts and once Trevor Lawrence first that throws that first spiral to DJ Chark in the end zone and that video goes viral, we'll be talking about Trevor Lawrence nonstop. You know, it's just it's just it's it's the flow time right now. And you know what? I have no problem with that. I have no problem with maybe Trevor Lawrence not getting some of the shine that he deserves right now in the offseason because it's the offseason. So you know what he's doing. He's in his playbook. He's getting better. He's getting his shoulder better. And by the time training camp starts, he'll be the talk of the town. I, I honestly, I, I truly believe that, at least from our standpoint, and I expect from the national standpoint as well. Yeah. Th- this whole thing will, will eventually die out, and it'll be the Trevor Town show again. Well, listen, I will say this. It might be a lighter time, but Tebow would always be a story. If this had happened in August, it's still a story. I'm not saying but, it trumps Trevor, but it would no, still be sure. a big story. But I'm just saying once training camp starts and we start seeing Trevor throw the ball, then yeah. game over. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Um, <laughs> he's giving us, giving us some fun topics this week. Mm. <laughs> we come back on ESPN 690 right after this. On a Friday, hope you're having a good day, everybody. Hang with us for a couple more hours. Skill diminishment happens quickly in the NFL because the margin between being productive and not is so small. And when you have younger players who are training every single day, it's physics, it's science. It is really hard to do what you're talking about coming back after two years. And to me, where you're trying to come back after eight years on a position change, I just think it's inconceivable to be successful. And again, when you're running a franchise and an organization, what is the upside to this move? He's a backup tight end, and he's going to take away meaningful attention from your young franchise quarterback. And again, because of his popularity, I think it could just, there's so many unforeseen developments that you just don't know that I would have stayed a million miles away from doing this. I don't understand the narrative about taking away from the quarterback on Tebow and Tannenbaum there. I, I, I mean, yeah, he's wrong. I, I, unless Urban Meyer comes out and says, yeah, we're going to run him at quarterback, too. It, I, I don't, well, that I would be pretty bummed if that happened. I know, like, but if I mean, it's he hasn't like, said that. Like, if it's like a Travis Etienne thing, where, hey, we're going to try him out wide receiver a little bit. Okay, I get it. You know, put him yeah, in the yeah, slot. Yeah. If Urban Meyer comes out and says, hey, you know what? I mean, it's just yeah, a training camp. Well, we're going to put him at QB a little bit. <laughs> then, yeah, yeah. hey. The the skeptical eyes are going to go up a little bit. Well, that bit. being said, Tannenbaum sounds convinced they might use him in a Taysom Hill kind of role. Yep. Right. So then me so, and Mike Tannenbaum are sharing a brain. Well, or, well, the, yeah, once we see that happen, yeah. then you could and you get fired up about it. But, uh, hey, let's get Steven on the line real quick. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Happy Friday, man. What's up? Hey, how you guys doing? 
We are good. Doing as good, man. How you doing? Uh, doing okay. Kind of out of it, but uh, I have a question uh, for Austin. It's it's been bugging me when you were talking about the linebackers uh, last week and the new three four scheme. Yeah. And uh, I want to ask you on a what if scenario since we have preseason this year. Now you said Schobert, not your prototypical size three four Mike linebacker but his athleticism makes up for the lack of size. That and his instincts, yes. Yes. Now, technically, we do have Shaq Quarterman, who kind of got out of it last year because we didn't have a preseason, but he is your prototypical 3-4 Mike linebacker because he's built like a brick house. Mm -hmm. Now, let's say in preseason he gets his chance and opportunity to play. What if he shows more... I don't know if he shows he could play at the position better than Joe Schobert, but mind you, it's a what if. I that would never happen. But like, what what would you consider in that way if he showed more promise at that position? All right, thanks, Stephen. Appreciate it, man. So if Shaq Quarterman comes in preseason and kind of balls out the middle linebacker spot, what would I do? I mean, obviously, you're you're pot committed to Joe Schobert. Now you could cut him. Um, I'm not sure like what that would look like in terms of dead money and all that stuff, or if you trade him away. I don't know if there's a, a really big market right now for Joe Schobert. Um, you know, as far as Shaq Quarterman's concerned, how tall is he, Brent? Uh, I want to say he's right at six feet. He's six feet. Yeah. So that, like, that's not that. I think Joe Schobert's taller than him, right? Yes. Joe's, uh, I think six two or three. Yeah. So if we're talking, okay, I got it right here. Uh, he's like six foot, about two thirty-five. Some the people have him at two forty. Once again, kind of undersized, uh, I, I would say. And you know, a guy that had some sack production in Miami. Um, I still think you'd probably lean towards the inside linebacker spot for him, just because I don't see him playing the outside. But with that being said, I think it's Schobert's job to lose right now. I, I have a hard time believing that. Um, Quarterman would come in, and once again, a little undersized. Does he have the instincts? We haven't really found out yet. He's going to have to have uh, a crazy training camp and preseason production like you wouldn't believe in order to even be in competition, I feel like, with Joe Schobert. Yeah, I kind of agree with you there. I mean, you got to really do something special. But I do think teams have to be willing to move on. I think teams get stuck. I think this organization has been stuck. I think that happened a little bit with Dave and Brian last year, quite frankly. They gave him every opportunity possible, and they said, you know what, we're tired of it. Sure. You know, and toward the end of the second half of the year, I think it was, he didn't play as much. Correct. Uh, so I I get it. The investment, they get more opportunity. They've got equity built in because of it, because of the investment. Uh, we would all do that pro- probably, right? If sure. we If we spent... Fifty grand on a car instead of five grand on a car, probably going to give that car a few more runs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, I well, understand well, it, but well, keep in mind though, it's not Urban Meyer's guy. It's not I, Joe Collins' exactly. guy. Exactly. And so, that helps speed that up. It right? does. It's not Urban's car. Yes. Right? Yeah. Uh so but I, would, I, I get it. I would make an argument that I think Damian Wilson might have a better shot of starting over Schober That's a good call. than Shaq Corbin. That's now, a good I, call. I, now I see Damian Wilson as more of an outside, but I think he, he could play the inside as well. Looking up his size. Man, he he's six feet too. Man, what's up with these six footers playing linebacker? Wow. What is this, the the, the, the the all short team here? I always thought that six position? foot was the linebacker, and then all of a yeah, sudden you now get six two. And, I, I mean, well, how tall was Puzz? I guess you're right. Right. Sorry, I mean, man. You know, when you're six foot six, it's just everyone's kind yeah, of short. You know what I'm saying? I know, but I don't. I don't I think line, I think linebackers are. I mean, I kind of look at shorter players, and where can you play? There's not many options for you. 
Yeah. This running back and I think linebacker fits. Now some people go the small corner, but not anymore. They don't seem to. Yeah. So, you. um, you know, the other guy, you know, it's, it's interesting at the linebacker spot. They have interesting players behind Schobert. You mm-hmm. just mentioned Jack Quarterman, draft pick. Uh, you mentioned Wilson. Obviously has a lot of starting experience. Super Bowl guy with Kansas City. And then Dylan Moses is intriguing. Yeah. You know, because of what he could have been before the knee injury. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot there that would be a nice camp story to keep an eye on for sure See, for the chat. They got Miles Jack at six one. I guess I, guess I thought Miles Jack was taller than six one. Man. Uh, we'll Slack be back. Man. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN six ninety is analytics killing sports. We'll mm. get to that in the four o'clock hour. It's on the way.